This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. Military officials continue their search for answers as to why a newly refurbished F-16V fighter jet crashed into the west coast of Taiwan last week. With the discovery of the aircraft's black box, a device used to record and store flight data, authorities expect to have answers in the next few days. Jaime Ocon reports. Taiwan is starting to pick up the pieces of what was supposed to be a routine exercise turned into tragedy. On Monday, the military recovered the black box of a retrofitted F-16V fighter jet that crashed into the Taiwan Strait during an artillery exercise a week ago. The black box recorded data from the flight, which investigators hope will clarify the cause of the incident. There have been local reports of toxic gas possibly leaking into the cockpit a day before the exercise. Human remains discovered on Friday were confirmed to belong to the pilot, Chen Yi, who officials say died from shock caused by trauma. Experts are urging the public not to make assumptions until more information is known. But what is certain is that Taiwan isn't taking any chances with its newest and most advanced aircraft. Since the incident, all F-16Vs, the fighter jet commonly used to monitor Chinese incursions, have been grounded for inspection. With over 141 F-16s to be retrofitted into F-16Vs, Taiwan wants to be sure that it safely upgrades its fleet, which is now down by one. Chris Ma and Jaime Okan for Taiwan Plus. New measures are being put in place to stop the spread of COVID-19 in northern Taiwan, with 17 new domestic cases reported on Tuesday. More people are now working from home. A factory has suspended production, and junior and senior high schools in Taoyuan are beginning their Lunar New Year holidays early. Sandy Chi has the story. Streets in Taoyuan, northern Taiwan, are being disinfected as the number of COVID cases is on the rise. Classes in some schools have been suspended, and a factory has closed due to local transmission. Contract laptop maker Compel Electronics has closed the factory in Taoyuan City for disinfection for a week. 1,500 of its workers are being tested for COVID after several were confirmed to be infected. Compel said the temporary shutdown would not significantly affect its business, with plants in China and Vietnam filling in the production gap. Most local cases in Taiwan have been linked to a Taoyuan airport cluster earlier in January. Over 90 patients have been reported so far, and over a third of them infected with the Omicron variant. As the virus breaches the community, several financial companies, electronics companies, and telecoms have stepped up prevention measures, allowing some employees to work from home while front office staff are working in staggered shifts. Elsewhere in Taiwan, more local cases have been reported, putting the government on high alert for the upcoming college entrance exam. The examination will be conducted under strict prevention measures. It is mandatory for all examinees to wear masks and take temperature checks. No companions are allowed to the test site. As for students in quarantine, the government has put together another plan. To date, Taiwan has confirmed more than 17,000 COVID-19 cases since the pandemic began in early 2020, which includes more than 14,500 domestically transmitted infections. Authorities are working to make sure the number doesn't rise much further. Alex Chen and Sandy Chi for Taiwan Plus. 
January 19th in Taiwan is Firefighters Day, named after the country's emergency services number 119. Fire stations in the East Coast counties of Yilan and Hualien held open house events on Monday. Members of the public took pictures at a Black Hawk helicopter or went up on a fire truck's elevated platform. Firefighters showed off their uniforms and equipment. They also shared advice on how to stay safe in the event of a fire. For many indie bands in Taiwan, performing at the Taipei venue Legacy is seen as a milestone in their musical careers. Now, a new docu series on Taiwan Plus called "Road to Legacy" is shedding some light on what it takes to make it. Our reporter James Chater was at the series launch and spoke with some of its stars. Road to Legacy. A new docu series for a new perspective on Taiwan's musical scene. It's been two years in the making after filming was delayed due to the pandemic, but viewers can finally catch the new series, offering a behind-the-scenes look at the creative and personal lives of ten musical acts. On Monday, the stars of the series walked the red carpet at Legacy, the legendary Taipei venue the documentary is named after, before their first glimpse of the new ten-part project. For 24-year-old Linian, having a film crew around all the time took some getting used to. More seasoned figures of Taiwan's musical scene also appear. Tizzy Back, an indie rock group founded in 1999, regrouped after the death of a bandmate in 2018 to feature in the series. They say watching it back helped them remember important moments about their recent journey that even they had forgotten. But beyond documenting the lives of Taiwan's musicians, the series has a wider purpose. The stars of the show are gathered here behind me to catch a first glimpse of this docu series, the directors of which hope will fulfil two goals, as well as unveiling the trials and tribulations of the creative process. It's hoped this series will shed light on the diverse musical talent here in Taiwan. Indigenous Taiwanese R&B singer Abao also stars in Road to Legacy. She's best known for her album sung solely in Taiwanese, her mother tongue, and one of Taiwan's indigenous languages. The series also features Name Wee, the Malaysian-born singer of Fragile, a song that got his music banned in China. And it's capturing these sounds and stories that stars of the series hope will help them communicate with new audiences. Showcasing a plethora of styles and sounds, Road to Legacy promises to bring that diversity to a new audience while giving old fans something to enjoy. Damon Lin, Rick E, and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. The first three episodes of Road to Legacy are now available on TaiwanPlus.com. Do check it out. We now take you to rural Hualien, where one man's conversion of an old building is transforming a whole community. Wei Zhonglu has this story. On most days, people in this small Hualien community on Taiwan's east coast can be found gathering at this old house. It was converted into a space for learning in 2017 by a baseball fan from the southwest, who first moved here to promote the sport. Etude was born from Huanwei's initial interactions with local children. He wanted to give them better access to educational resources. The books are donations from across Taiwan, 
and children now drop in after school to study. It's not only the children who visit, but also other locals and tourists. Aside from expansion plans, who has more activities lined up for the community? This unique learning space has become a turning point for Hu and his neighborhood, recharging the community with renewed vitality and hope. Maggie May, Wei Junlu for Taiwan Plus. To China now, where the general public won't be allowed to watch next month's Beijing Winter Olympics in person. The organizing committee says that's to ensure the safety of participants and spectators during the pandemic. Only selected spectators will be allowed to attend. China has strict measures in place as it pursues a zero-tolerance approach to COVID-19. Beijing previously announced that no fans from outside China would be allowed into the games. More than 75 years after Anne Frank and her family were captured by the Nazis, cold case investigators believe they know who betrayed her family's secret hideout in Amsterdam. A team of around 20 historians, criminologists and data specialists spent six years reinvestigating the case. They concluded that a prominent member of Amsterdam's Jewish community was likely the one who tipped off the authorities. They say Arnold van den Beer gave up at Frank's location to save himself and his family. Van den Beyer, a notary, died in 1950. Anne Frank's family and the other occupants of the secret annex were sent to Auschwitz after their arrest. She died at the Bergen-Belsen camp in 1945, aged just 15. The posthumous publication of her diary turned her into one of the 20th century's most famous figures. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.